Welcome to the Calibre podcast, brought to you by the Watchers of Switzerland Group. In this episode, Brian Duffy, CEO, talks with Mark Tolson, Group Head of Watch Buying, discussing new releases from Watches and Wonders. Hello, Brian. Hello, Mark. So listen, welcome to everybody who's, uh, who's joined us. Mark has been in this business forever. He's forgotten more about watches than I know, as I often say, but it's true. Um, Mark took me to um, first ever Basel uh, back in uh, 2014. He literally handheld me as we walked around the, uh, the amazing brands and saw the amazing products. And, and it's sad that we probably won't, uh, won't do that again with, uh, with Basel. Uh, but he's a he's a great guide and and source of uh, information for uh, for all of us. Um, we are focusing in all of the the new products that we're hearing about in the wonderful world of uh, Swiss watches, uh, particularly those that come out of the um, uh, the virtual watches and wonders that has been done over the last couple of weeks. So the Breitling range, we all thought it was great, a really complete range. Uh, we do. Cool, brave, uh, confident, uh, great use of, you know, colour overall, great uh, uh, um, development of, a, of iconic products. And uh, But let's talk them through. So the first range that they presented to us, uh, aimed at a female market with a traditionally uh, weak uh, uh, Breitling or have been historically, was the uh, uh-huh. Navitimer, Navitimer 35. Yeah, and that, that was it was really good. I mean, they, they'd had the, um, the, the non-chronograph uh, Navitimer in the range for a couple of years as a 38mm and then a 41mm. Yeah. Um, and the 38mm was a little bit, um, you know, it didn't know whether it was Arthur or Martha, really, but the 35 is a, is a genuine female uh, late ladies' watch, and it's, uh, it's really good. It's, it, it's, um, it comes in steel. It's COSC certified. It's uh, 30 metres water resistant, and uh, I think the prices start from around 3,300 on a strap, and it's, as you say, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bold move, and it's, um, I think it's part of the whole thing about ladies' watches becoming perhaps maybe a little bit bigger than they, than they used to be in the past. So... Um, you have Patek with a 36 mil um, 24 um, in, in 2019, um, and some of the new Vacherons, the Ladies Ejure, that's also a big size. So part of the sort of a you know a, a 30 a mid 30s case size seems to be the thing for ladies at the moment. Yeah, no, I think I think it is, and as we know, Rolex 36 millimeters is very much you know a, a popular option with uh, with women overall. So so definitely a big increase in case size. And the thing I love about this is. It's a true Navi timer as well. Nothing's been compromised. Great legibility yeah. um, and uh, uh, the tachymeter as it should be, the bezel mm-hmm. as it should be. So uh, yeah, I think it's a great collection. We've already had uh, some deliveries. We've got it online. Great interest in it. So it's off, it's off to a great start already. So so yeah. great move and something completely incremental for them. Then the capsule for uh, 57 Super Ocean. Really exciting. Yeah, this was this was this was lovely. Um, I mean, it sort of harks back to the uh, original Super Oceans from from the from the fifties, well, uh, nineteen fifty-seven, surprisingly enough. Um, and it's got the lovely concave bezel, uh, the convex crystal, um, and um, I think the size is what forty-two millimeters. And um, I mean, all the styling cues are there from the original. So you've got the big round dots of loom at the, at the quarters with the, with the metal running through it, and the hands. And sort of sword-shaped um, hour hand, sorry, minute hand, and the V-shape in the hour hand. It, it, it's all there as a, as a credible kind of yeah. historical reference piece. And it's lovely. Really great watch. Great prices. They are indeed, yeah. I think it's about sort of three, three and a half thousand pounds on a, on a leather yeah. strap with, with a black dial or a, or a blue dial. The blue yeah. dial with the brown strap looks, looks really cool. 
And you also get a mesh bracelet as well, which I think is about 3750. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, I think mesh is a bit of a statement thing from Breitling, and it's uh, it's on my list. I think it looks really cool. And I, I like particularly with this kind of quasi retro look of the soap at yep. Super Ocean. Yeah. Uh -huh. Really, really well. And then the third big collection, of course, was uh, was the Chronomats. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, I mean, the Chronomats, Chronomats been in the collection for a long time and it's, it's evolved. Uh, I mean, it, it sort of started in the early 80s when, um, when um, Breitling were asked to create a watch for the uh, Frecchi Tricolori, the Italian flying team. Uh, they wanted a, a sort of a, 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 a good everyday watch, but also would, would stand the rigours of flying. So, so out they came with the Chronomat um, and the styling cues from the 1980s versions are, 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 have been been all through the collection throughout its, its history. But now in this re redefined version, um, it's, it's a 42 mil down from 44, which is, which is the older, slightly older size. But the riders on the bezel are still there. So you've got these, these riders on the quarters. Um, and, and interestingly, the 15 and the 45 one, they can be unscrewed and swapped over. So you can have a countdown or a count up, which yeah. again is a great feature. And I guess one of the other things, one of the most striking things is, is the roulette bracelet or the bullet bracelet, yeah. uh, as, as we tend to call it. That's such a cool thing. Um, I mean, that whole collection was great. And, and it's really concise as well because they're only running the watch on a bracelet. They're not doing strap options yeah. so far anyway. But it, it, it's, it's a great watch. And it's, um, I kind of remember it um, you know, from, from the 90s. Um, so I'm coming to an age now where I remember things from the first time round rather than the 50s or the 60s stuff when I, was, when yeah. I wasn't really around that much. You, you'll have flares on again sometime soon. Sometime. Well, sure. I, I'm actually wearing them now, so I won't stand uh, up. That's, uh, that's good to hear. So <laughs> then um, the, the biggest brand, obviously, the Watch and Wonders. Watch and Wonders, predominantly the Reachmont brands um, that present yep. together. I was just saying earlier before you came on it, it was very well organized, the virtual presentation, all of the digital information that they supplied uh, for us images and so on, and then the retailer meetings that we had. So the biggest brand of, the, of that group, of course, is, uh, is Cartier, and uh, we really liked what we saw with Cartier. We're not going to talk about everything all the way through, but from Cartier, the Pasha collection is, uh, is uh, really cool and exciting. That's right. I mean, they, they say we can't talk about them. I think there were 56 new introductions, which yeah. is... You know, a bold move, um, and and the uh, and the Pasha, as you said, I remember that from the from the early nineties as well. Um, but it's um, it was a rock a watch originally designed for the uh, Sultan of Marrakesh, because yeah. he wanted something he could swim in. So that was in the thirties, and um, the the um, arguably the Pasha was was Cartier's first waterproof watch. So it has this screwing crown protector, which is retained on the case by a chain. Yeah, um, and that's been a, a signature of the design all the way through. Um, and in this in this uh, renewed version for for this year, um, it's all still there. And I, I guess so you, that's one of the iconic things about it. But the round case with the sort of T-bar fitting for the strap or bracelet, and then the thing, I suppose the big thing is Cartier is known for its Roman numerals. Well, this has um, Arabic numerals at the cardinal points. So it's a twelve, three, six, and nine. And this great square, this great square chapter ring in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the dial. Yeah. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, powerful design, really. Um, really yeah. quite a watch with personality. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that too. And it, it seems very contemporary, although it's, it's clearly a retro design. And uh -huh. we think it'll be another winner. And obviously, the the Ballon Bleu, 
was a huge success. We tend to think of Carty historically as being more rectangular. Uh, yes. Or different shapes, tunnel and so on. But um, the Ballon Blue was a huge success and, and we mm -hmm. feel very positive about, uh, about this too. The, the other big collection that we went, and we won't talk about it in detail, Santos Dumont uh, Square Rectangular, full range of, uh, of products. So it was a really big collection of yep. what we think is commercial and the, an interesting, very well designed product from, uh, from Cartier. Mm -hmm. So IWC, we did a, an interview with uh, Christoph uh, Granger here. And again, we very commercial, uh, very, very good uh, direction overall. The focus was uh, uh, clearly Portuguese and almost like a, like a relaunch of Portuguese. And uh, the auto and the chrono 40 and 41, uh, really, really nice updates. Yeah, I mean, the, the chronograph, um, I think it's been around since, what, 90, 95, 98, 98 I think. Yeah. Um, and they upgraded the movement in that just before Christmas. Um, so it's now their in-house caliber, which, which is great. And then the recent, um, at the Watches and Wonders a couple of weeks back, they, they have come out with a 40 mil. And it's a, it's um it's got an hour and minute hand and a sub seconds dial at six o'clock. So it, that kind of looks like a retro model from um, from nineteen ninety seven, I think it was. Um, and it, it's it's a, it's a really smart watch and it's a tidy size at, at forty mil. Um, and the pricing I think is uh, about six and a half thousand pounds, um, yeah. uh, which is which is okay. And it's it's got some um, I think it's got about sixty hour power reserve. It's it's a really a really great looking watch, and we yeah. feel really optimistic about that. As we do about the perpetual calendar for less than twenty thousand, the steel perpetual calendar. Exactly, yeah. So um, perpetual calendar has always been a big thing for IWC, um, and the current model is is a sort of rather imposing forty-four mil. Well, this is now a couple of mil, um, a couple of mil smaller, and it, and it makes a difference. It's a really, really handsome watch with all the undoubted benefits of a of a, of a perpetual calendar, as you, as you said. And it's what I think, yeah, nineteen thousand seven hundred in steel. It's it's a steel. Yeah, it's a steal. Well done. And I, and I, I mentioned when I, when I was chatting with uh, Christoph, one of the great things about the perpetual calendar is just setting it all from the from the one crown, which, which requires that it's a it's a deeper case overall, but it's one hell of a one hell of a benefit to uh, to have. So it's, it's it's very cool. Then of course the uh, the yacht club. Uh, we really like uh, the look and feel of the yacht club, and we particularly like the uh, moon and tide. Yeah, the moon, the moon and tide. We 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 struggle to think of anybody else who's done something quite like that in a mechanical watch. I think there are electronic yep. watches out there, but but basically, um, it's uh, it's designed to tell you when the when the spring tide and the neap tide are. So the spring tide is not something that happens in spring. It's it's when when the tide springs forward, and then the neap tide I think is is is, is obviously the opposite of that. Um, so that's on the that's at sort of in the twelve o'clock position with the moon phase on the dial, and then at six o'clock. You've got the high and low tide. I mean, it's it's a really really clever watch. It, it's 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 in rose gold, blue dial, blue strap, um, and I think it's about thirty thirty one thousand or something. But it's yeah, it, it's 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 a novel it's a novel watch, a novel complication. It's it's interesting to see somebody coming out with something uh, that's that's totally different. And then again, some really good initiatives on on interchangeable strap options. Use uh -huh. a rubber or bracelet and so on. So I think I think I think they've, they've they've got the message over overall. But the the Swiss watch companies that we want a variation when it comes to strap, and it's a big it's a big differentiator. People either like leather or they don't, or they insist yes. on uh -huh. uh, So to be giving people options now with different strap types is a you know a really great move forward for everybody. And IWC are doing it. They're also doing so, two great colours in the the green and burgundy. 
that's oh, yeah. that's right yeah yeah, yeah. They, they are really really striking colors yeah, yeah really good so uh we then had a, a great interview with Jean-Marc uh, Pontreau of, uh, of Panerai and Panerai are doing a, a big uh, upgrade and development around what, what is their, their core identity business, which is Luminor. I mean, the big thing was um, was the Luminor, was the was the, the tritium material that they developed um, 70 years ago as a, as a luminosity for the, uh, for, for, the, for the underwater divers. Previously, yeah. it had been called Radiomir, um, and then um, they came out with this more stable isotope, which was a lot brighter. And so, 70 years of, um, of, of, of Luminor now, um, and they've come out with some celebratory models um, in editions of 270, yeah. which are pretty incredible. And they've got they've got loom everywhere. I mean, they, they look really they must look really good at night. They've got loom running through the thread on the strap and on the on the crown protector and, and round the dial. That would be uh, yeah, a, a watch almost better seen in, in the dark than it is in the light, I think. Yeah, uh, you'll be under a duvet with it, I don't think. Exactly, exactly yeah. indeed. Uh, yeah. And they're using a Super Luminova X1 or whatever, which I think um, is, is brighter and lasts longer the luminosity uh, overall. And yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, one of, one of the really distinguishing features of Panerai, of, of course, is the luminosity and, and that very distinct uh, green uh, mm -hmm. that they have. And uh, overall, but um, great movements and uh, are great uh, developments on, on fabrics, uh, uh, materials rather like uh, FibraTech. Yeah, yeah, FibraTech. So you can you can say with confidence you've got a, a watch made from volcanoes. It uses basalt threads from 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 volcanic rock, um, and I guess they're kind of mixed up with some um, some other compounds to create FibraTech, which I think is. I think it's seventy percent lighter than steel, fifty-five percent lighter than titanium, and um, highly corrosion resistant. Yeah. And it gives a really kind of cool grey kind of finish. Pretty, pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, no, I love it, and uh, and that adds obviously the Carbotech that we got a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, other great applications of DLS. So a lot of things that I think aesthetically are very much in keeping with the overall you know look and feel of a uh, Panerai. So. Very, very, very attractive uh, collection. I know you particularly loved the degraded uh, blue dial uh, overall. I think that was one of your I, favourites I, of the last couple of weeks. I think it was. Yeah, that's that's the Pam one six six three. So yeah, it's um, that's a FibraTech case, um, yep. CarboTech bezel, and so this lovely blue degraded dial in a, in a forty four mil. I think it is Luminor. Um, it, it's 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 a terrific looking watch. About fourteen thousand three hundred pounds, but. I think that's coming fairly late in the year or early next year, but it, it's going to be worth waiting for. Is that it's a very very cool looking watch. Yeah, yeah gorgeous. And uh, the Manawali collection uh, updated uh, somewhat, uh, which offers tremendous value for uh, uh, for clients in steel, starting at four thousand three hundred for a Panerai, which is uh, which is just great. It, it's great. Yeah, as you say, they're, they're a manual wind, three days uh, three days power reserve, um, and it, it looks like a proper Panerai for as you say, just. Just above uh, above four thousand pounds, and you get um you get you get, comes on a standard leather strap, and you also get the rubber strap with it. So it, yep. it's really brilliant value. Yeah. So the uh, Bacheron, uh, some some good movements in the in the overseas, and and also some great horological and artisanal uh, developments at uh, very much the high end. Uh, but we love what they did in the in the, in the overseas with the with the calendar. Eh? 
Yeah. Um, so a year or two ago, they came out with the um, Rose Gold Perpetual Calendar Overseas on a, on a strap. And now um, with, with a beautiful blue dial. And now they've added a, an 18 karat rose gold bracelet to it. So that comes in around £88,000. But it, it looks incredible. It's very slim. All the benefits of, uh, all the benefits of a perpetual calendar. Um, look, looks a, a wonderful looking watch. Um, and then they've also um, they've done a skeletonized version, uh, which um, is, again, is, is an amazing thing. I think there's 276 parts in, in the watch. And... I won't say you can see all of them, but you can see a lot of them. Um, it's an, an incredible, incredible piece of work, and it, and it shows their, you know, their command of finishing and, and the way they the way they set about making movements look absolutely beautiful. Um, and yep. it, it's wonderful, really wonderful thing. Yeah, well, of course, one of the oldest brands, as we know, in the in the business of starting Geneva, seventeen forty six, and they've preserved a lot of great uh, artisanal skills, and they're they're really using them with some of what they're. Uh, presenting uh, this time around enameling, guilloche, astronomical striking and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, this 20, 24 complications product that they've, uh, that they've come up with some really great stuff at the high end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also the, um, the Singing Birds, that collection of four yeah. watches with the, uh, with the amazing enameling uh, work that they do. And then they kind of, uh, they call it the wandering hours because the minutes around the kind of uh, crown side of the, uh, of the of the watch, and then the hour just appears to kind of wander against the minutes. It's, I mean, it's a really old technique, but um, you know, not everybody does that sort of thing these days. And it's again, it's quite an incredible, quite an incredible thing. Yeah, and in addition, we saw some stuff from the Esri Rain that they've just introduced. Some really nice diamond, the Pavi, some new colours in the Fifty Six. So a lot to look at overall in Barcelona. Really, and yeah. Oh, Jaja had some uh, some nice developments as well. I, I love the master collection. I love the master control. And, and um, I mean, it, it's, yeah, without sounding disparaging, it's an ordinary looking watch, but it's quite extraordinary how it, how it looks. And I don't know what it's, obviously we've only had the benefit of seeing photographs. We haven't held the watches, but the, the, um, the, the three, there's the three hand date model. There's a full calendar model. There's a geographic, but my, my pick of the bunch really was the, uh, was a new option. It's, a, it's a, uh, the full calendar chronograph. Uh, with a lovely silver dial, just beautiful um, blued steel hands for the chrono and the seconds. I think it's about £12,400. And, and uh, that was one of the watches I would have really loved to have seen in real life. And also one of the things they've done with the straps, uh, they're now on a kind of sort of light tannish um, strap. And I think they use um, some some vegetable dye company from, from France. And... Um, I think the way the process of the of the dyeing works of the straps, I think the straps tend to age in a really lovely way. So again, in a year or two's time, to look at that strap would be would be quite a thing. But there, it's it's a it's a proper watch, the master, understated um, and uh, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you were really taken with that. Some uh, nice color developments going on in reverso too. So again, some really great things to look forward to in, in Jeju. Yeah, and uh, and something unusual in uh, Langa. Yeah, Lang. Now there's a. It's it's it's, um, it's, it's so interesting. Um, just before Christmas, they they came out with the Odysseus, which is a steel sports watch with a blue dial on an integrated bracelet. I don't know where they got that idea from that, that it would work, but it's uh, it's quite a wonderful thing. Um, and it's um, they've got a new movement called the Datamatic movement. So you've got the um, you've got the day of the week. I think at nine o'clock and the date at three o'clock. So it's it's a proper Lang with big with big date windows. So that was pre-Christmas. 
what they've come out at Watches and Wonders is the white gold version. Same movement, um, a lot more work on the dial. The dial is grey. There's lots of um, lots of grooving around around by the numerals, and and here's the thing. So it's um, it's it's um, it's a, a lang on a rubber strap. Uh, so there are two options: same head, but you can either on a black rubber strap, which is a first for them, um, or on um, or on a on a on a brown calf leather calf leather strap. And they're really great. I think it's um, yep. about thirty-five thousand pounds, which is a lot of money. But it's um, but it's it's land getting into a different market, into a kind of gentleman sports, sports watch market. Amazing. Yeah. Which undoubtedly is the direction of the global market. Uh, yeah. And and has has been for the last few years. So yeah, it's uh, really striking. And then we had a really interesting uh, uh, interview with, uh, with an independent, with uh, Edouard Milan, the CEO of, uh, of H. Moser. Oh, uh, yeah. And I had, had the pleasure of actually, in this case, we have seen some of these products. Um, we have, yeah. In the flesh, and we're, we were delighted to see them when we were out in, the, in Dubai in, in January. And we saw the Banta black, which is blacker than black. Yeah? That's, yeah, I'm going to have to re refer to my notes a bit here because um, I want to be able to say Vanta means vertically aligned nanotube arrays, and basically, um, I told you that, by the way, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and it's uh, and they were uh, it's developed in, in not far from you in Surrey, and it's it, as you say, it's it's blacker than it's the blackest black uh, known to, known to man, and it basically, when light hits it, it doesn't it, it it's kind of absorbed, so you're looking at something that's like really really black, and it's a bit of an anorak, uh, I guess bit of an anorak sort of thing to talk about but um it looks so cool and and, and with h moser being like they are they've, they've done nothing with the dial other than put some hands on it and have this ultra ultra black dial it's it's yeah. great really really great yeah i mean i did some cool things as we discussed with them on dials or fumi dials and so on but uh -huh. uh, one of the one of the, the options they've done with vanta black is to put uh, black hands on it but just regular not vanta black and, and they really look like a medium gray yes it yes, just, just really emphasizes just just how, how, uh, how this uh, how this color looks and then the big news from then of course was the, uh, the streamliner yeah, could could be the most significant watch of 2020. He said cautiously. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, it's um it's something exciting coming from a from a uh, you know a, a kind of an independent brand that have got lots of interesting ideas. And I mean, the watch is essentially a stopwatch, um, as as I think your interviews with uh, with Edward said. It, it's essentially a stopwatch, and and time the time aspect is almost secondary. So you've got the buttons, uh, the, the start, stop, and flyback buttons at, um, at two o'clock and, and sort of ten o'clock on the case. So it's like positioned in a, in a stopwatch. And the, on the dial, which, as you say, is kind of like a, a black to grey fume, there's no hours and minutes. There's just the minutes for the stopwatch. And what the time is, um, obviously, particularly if you own a Vanta black, you would know what the time is just from the position of the hands. But but this, is, I mean, it's, it's an amazing chronograph and. Um, I think one of the other clever things about it, and again, it's kind of typical Moser. It's an automatic, but the rotor is under the dial, so you've got complete visibility of the movement through through the through the glass back. And I'm convinced, if you have a look at it later, Brian, I'm convinced 
towards the centre of the movement, um, when you look at it, it's like Batman's cowl. There's like two little ears. <laughs> Have a look. So there's a, there's a quiz for everyone tonight. Look at the movement in the uh, in the streamliner and, and find Batman's cowl with the little ears. Of course, I'll, well, I'll do it, of course, and, uh, and, and let you know. But um, I, may be, but, uh, I may have been inside too long on my own, so that's why this sort of thing is <laughs> really interesting to me. But uh, but just great as we said when we talked about Moser, it's the independents that really have to be innovative and different, and yeah. uh, they're a great source of innovation for the whole industry that way. And, and uh, the streamliner is, is probably the, the best example. For sure. Um, also, the pleasure of having Giles English uh, on for a for a pleasant chat about things that are going on not far from here, just down the, the River Thames. Significant uh, British brand uh, Bremont. Um, but I like what they're doing with uh, the MB2, the whole personalization program that uh, we're going to have up and running online shortly. Yeah, I mean, the MB2 has been in the collection for, gosh, must be 10 years. Um, so it's, it's the Martin Baker uh, watch, you know, the seat eject people. Yeah. And um, um, they've got the configurator and, and it allows you to change um, you know, the, the finishing on the, on, the, on the case, the dial. Uh, you know, you've got options to choose from uh, which colour dial you would like. Big part of the MB uh, MB two is the is the central barrel of the case, which um, is like anodized aluminium, yep. and you can get that in a fantastic array of colours: orange, black, blue, green, etc. Um, so you've got that personalisation aspect there, and then a variety of straps. And I think I think there's nearly a thousand options you can you can yep. you create, uh, which, which dial, is wonderful. The dial and the bezel, the, the yep. strap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about three thousand under four thousand pounds, I think. Um, yeah. it, it, that's a really, really good watch. Yeah, yeah. and um, as we discussed with them, um, you know, chronometer certification—they're really high-quality watches. Yeah. made not far from here, but uh, some really uh, cool associations and ideas. Uh, they also have got the Spruce Goose. Yeah, this is based on the Howard Hughes seaplane, um, yeah. which. Um, I think we've had the steel version already, but they're coming out with an 18 karat version. They're making 75 of those. And it, it's got bits of the wood from the fuselage of the Spruce Goose in the rotor. I mean, they've done this sort of thing before with the cloth from the right flyer, the, 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 uh, the, the right brother's plane. Um, so it's, it's, it's part, of their, part of their thing to use bits of, um, bits of, uh, bits of old airplanes in the movement. And it's, it's, a, it's a great looking watch, really, really fantastic. And, and we'll be, you know, uh, with only making 75, it's going to be a rare thing indeed. Yeah, uh, I, I was mentioned to Giles, I remember the movie and, and seeing this plane flying like a 10 foot in the air. I only made one flight, right? I think his famous I think, plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, he was uh, some guy though. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, and uh, you know the imagination and marketing and association and all that they do down at Bremont, in addition to making great watches, is quite, quite, quite extraordinary. And uh, yeah, great to see you, great guys. Mm -hmm. So we we have a lot to, um, to to quickly talk through there. There's a lot that we've seen. There's a lot more to come. We don't know yet what's coming from uh, from Rolex and Tudor. No, uh, we, know, we know it's going to be a bit less than it would otherwise have been. I think as it is with everybody. Um, we, we get some idea of what's coming from Odemar, but we've uh, we've got to get into that. Not 100% sure the timing of everything from uh, from Omega, True. Tag, Hublot, Zenith. So there's a lot more to come. So despite the fact that um, these are really unusual uh, situations that, that we're in and the industry is having to face, um, they put a huge emphasis on on new product and exciting ways of presenting it. And 
I'm sure all, all this new product's going to give the, the, the whole category a great stimulant when uh, when it starts to arrive and starts to get uh, uh, marketed around. And, uh, For sure, yeah. And, and we'll be there to play a part uh, in it all. And uh, next year, uh, life's going to seem a great deal simpler. It's all going to take place in, uh, in Geneva. Yes. Uh, first time in 20-odd years, I guess. Um, you know, Geneva's been around. Uh, yeah. For quite a while, Basel's been around over a hundred years. Yes, uh, indeed. it's going. Um, but I do think that a lot of these um, virtual presentations and so on are uh, are here to stay in lots of ways, and and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to do this again. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to I'll be able to join the the call on time as well. Yeah, you know <laughs> what, Mark? I'm I'm sure it was uh, I'm sure it wasn't you uh, overall. Um, but uh, uh, really glad that we did manage to, to get you through and did manage to have this uh, chat. So thank you for that and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Calibre podcast. We do hope you enjoyed it. Please do subscribe and listen to other episodes on Apple Podcast and Spotify.